What is up, everyone? Welcome to Top of the Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style. Uh, I am Jerry Gibson, coming to you recorded from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and joining me, uh, as, he, as he tends to do, uh, is Jacob Ritchie, coming to you, also recorded. It, it would be weird if one was live and one was not, but also <laughs> recorded from... <laughs> From Tennessee, Jacob. It's really good to talk to you again, man. Oh, it's always nice. Nice to have the conversations with you. It's always nice to be on the show with you and all. Yeah, man. Uh, so, so right now, just full disclosure to everybody else. Um, both Jacob and I have both in separate locations been watching the U.S. national team game. This is uh, Wednesday, and it's kind of an important U.S. national team game. So we both been keeping up with it. Um, and U.S. just went up two one in the second half. Yes, sir. So, yeah. So what do you think uh, happens in the rest of the game? You think U.S. holds on to the lead? Really need to. It's super important <laughs> going into the, the next three games, Greg Berhalter especially probably. So you'd really hope so. Uh, you'd mm. really, really hope so. But there's been some super shaky stuff at the back. So you'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been sort of interesting, the squad rotation, which and, uh, and kind of differing, seemingly differing tactics when he goes away from home. Um, right. It's just a... It's such a strange thing. I almost wonder if he's just overthinking a lot of this, which uh, I don't know if anybody would have accused U.S. national teams of doing that in the past. Uh, <laughs> I think I think a lot of the criticism from the Panama game was super warranted too. Rotated seven players, and it never really looked like they were together, had a plan. And I think that's a pretty common criticism. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say I just saw a. I think it's. I don't know if it's definite or not, but. Mm. Uh, news saying that Pepe may be heading to Wolfsburg in Germany. Wow, really? From uh, FC Dallas. So if that's the case, it's another like exciting young American talent uh, heading to Europe, and that's a specific really good going move to for Germany. Him too. I think it'd be. I think it's just cool. You know, um, we've already seen Sargent over there uh, in the in Germany um, because mm. he was at um, what do you call it? Bremen's Werder Werder Bremen's. Right. um raymond and uh and uh so yeah and several other gosh uh weston mckinney was a shalka uh, i mean just i feel like that's like oh. the go-to spot for a lot of a lot of our young talent yeah the um, pipeline from the national team to the bundesliga seems to be there and it seems to be yeah. growing all the time which is cool to see yeah. it's cool to see and pepe has been it's been exciting especially a couple games ago you know slide right. twice um yeah very cool um so tonight you know i uh, uh, kind of a dagger as soon as the game starts we're sitting there still lowering the tifo mm -hmm. and uh let a let a goal in i just felt like three people had a chance at actually stopping that somehow and it just trickles in like it's in slow motion <laughs> yeah. yeah so that was that was a little painful but they've recovered they're doing all right they have they have so um also uh just for for everton folks out there uh anthony johnson or uh, yeah, sorry, not Andy. What am I doing? <laughs> Anthony Robinson. Jesus Christ. There's a there's a band called Anthony and the Johnsons. 
and it just my freaking brain immediately jumped to it. No, Anthony <laughs> Robinson. Jesus, it's so stupid. And Anthony Robinson, a Jedi, is uh, is starting and playing in this one. So, and actually, was having words with the ref uh, at halftime, mm-hmm. um, unknowingly not realizing that the the goal was in fact not all sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so that's happening right now. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move pretty swiftly into the first uh, into our preview in just a second. But before we do that, uh, Jacob, are you doing okay? Is life life good for you? It is doing okay in life. You can't you never complain. You know, you just always forward, right? Very, you know, it's always <laughs> forward all the time. So how's how's uh, you're in school? How's classes going? And you had a gig at a, uh, a, a local soccer club mm. recently. So you know, you know, drop a little, drop a little knowledge on us about that. Oh, of course. So, so plugging for the Chattanooga Red Wolves here, if, if you guys are familiar with the USL pyramid here, where you play in USL League One, which essentially is the third tier of American professional soccer. Um, I've been doing some written content work over there. I've been doing some, some Twitter admining. And as it goes, we are in second place, and it looks like we're going to be getting a first round by in the playoffs, which nice. is super cool, and most certainly have the talent to maybe lift some silverware, which would be cool. We'll see. That's but awesome. That's very exciting, man. Very talented group of guys, for sure. That's great. So I have a question, and this is uh, this is just a, a stupid sort of, it's like not total soccer nerd question in America, mm-hmm. but I've noticed there are a lot of professional teams that go have the same logo and go by Red Wolves. Mm. What's the deal with that in America? Like, is it a specific type of, like, is it sort of, I don't understand how it works. Why do they have that? You know, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they picked the Red Wolves and designed the logos because they thought it looked cool, to be honest with you. And I, you know, I'm not sure. That's a that's a great question for the higher ups. Yeah, I mean, I'm really because uh, I, I noticed that there's, if I can find it, there's a there's a series of Red Wolves based teams in America, and I was under the impression that it was like, all from like a like one master like club, and then they have like different franchises like spread out, <laughs> all over. But I mean, like, see, I think there's one called the Dalton Red Wolves. That is our USL League Two affiliate. Okay. Okay, and well, then there's, that. there's that a sense. Park City Red Wolves over okay. on the other side of the way that is also an academy affiliate. So, so all that is, and what's the one? Man, I wonder if that's the one I'm thinking of. Anyway, so all, every single Red Wolves is y'all. Perhaps so. I I know for sure of Dalton. I know of Park City, but they have a, a pretty a pretty good like youth setup there. Like it's it's really impressive the facilities and everything. I'm very impressed by for that level. They're operating a step above in a lot of respects for sure. Yeah, I gotta be honest. The main thing coming up when I type in Red Wolves is all Chattanooga. Hmm. And so the marketing you know is what? working. Yeah, no, it is. And <laughs> it says very very huge letters. Jacob Ritchie. All over it. Everything. All over it. Every Google entry. Everyone. I'm here. I'm here. I'm there and I'm everywhere all the time. Guys, just saying, pay attention. All right. So all the red wolves are you. That's that's very interesting. Um, <laughs> so that's a that is a cool gig. Uh, I'm actually I was really excited when I heard about you getting that. And it's really 
that's badass that they're having some success in their talented oh, yeah, squad, for sure. and you're having a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. It, it's been it's been really interesting because I've gotten to you know be in press boxes for the games and help mm-hmm. with interviews with players and do some op-ed writing for the team, which has been fun. I mean, it, if anything, it's helped me learn more about the sport and the inner workings. So maybe for later in life, if things take turns, you know, mm-hmm. you never know. Because I was going to say, like, I feel like what you're studying is not that stuff. No. This is more of a passion uh, thing. Yeah, law school is happening next year, and I'm just off doodling in soccer writing. So I'm really just, I'm in Texas, and my brain's in the middle of the ocean it seems it's like you're dreaming about gorgonzola when it's purely brie time baby it's i think that's something about something about mary sorry it comes out every once in a while all right so 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 that's very cool i'm excited for you on that um because anybody who like sits there and does this kind of stuff for fun you know getting a gig like that you know, they're going to geek out even more. So, oh, yeah. Cool. The, the hive mind of soccer geeks, you know, it never rests ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's rad. That's awesome. Um, so, very cool. And so, last, last week I was talking to Jake Holton about uh, scary movies. And mm. I can't, I don't have time to go through the big long list of all the ones that, that you have and haven't seen. But I do want to know it is October. I want to know Jacob Ritchie's. The pick for Jacob Ritchie's scary film pick. Like, what's the one that's 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 you? You're like, this is my oh, the the original Insidious and the original Paranormal Activity both could make a case for scared and he pants out of me. Those are the ones I slept with the lights on for like two weeks after, you know. Wow. But but sidebar, if we're talking favorite just Halloween holiday movies, Charlie Brown and The Great Pumpkin always classic straight to the belt every time charlie brown holiday specials chilling yeah i know it's spooky jerry it's just it's bone curdling stuff i vomited i was just so disturbing (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, my gosh that is so so you so you go modern with your horror you do mm. so you don't necessarily you know reach for the classics as much more oh, the than, shining i mean oh you like that one too that would be three for sure very good interesting it's interesting because those are sort of like i think you can see similarities in paranormal activity yeah and, but it's yeah it's shining kind of i'm a suspenseful horror kind of guy like a horror thriller type situation more than just like the jump scares that make you pee yourself yeah you're not a fan of peeing yourself no, no not yeah. quite Jerry. not a, not a europhiliac are you and it's finally come to that in the show everybody just it's finally come (laughs) i've worked it in i've been waiting for years to work the moment moment. (laughs) jeez okay and uh final scary movie question have you seen seven just because jake holton had not seen seven have you seen seven no i have not I don't even know what that is. I'm going to be completely honest. You don't know what seven is? So, nope. um, okay, okay. Let me see if I can sell you on seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, sell. So. Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Brad Pitt. Okay, serial killer movie. Okay. Mm. Um, 
David Fincher's the director, the same dude that was behind the Mind Hunter series on HBO or on Netflix. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is also the same director that did Fight Club. Hmm. Okay. I mean, so the stylization is there. Storytelling, right. like really creative editing. Um, oh, and the um, I'm pretty certain there's some uh, some rad. I feel like there's some nine inch nails uh, in the opening credits. Nice. So yeah, you could have stopped at Morgan Freeman. You had me. That was it. I know. Like that's a twinkie. Like <laughs> <a Twinkie. laughs> so it's, but uh, yeah, it's it's solid. It's a very solid movie. It's just really well crafted. So mm-hmm. I'm asking, only asking because I didn't realize people haven't seen Seven. I thought it was just part of the canon that everyone has seen Seven, oh. and I just randomly asked. I was asking all these questions to Jake, and he hadn't, and I thought it was so so shocking. And now you haven't either. I'm realizing maybe this is a thing. We're on different timelines. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. All right. So rectify that this October. Mm. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and say it's super scary, but it's just a thriller. It's a good thriller. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Now we move on. Yeah. Card gone. Card forever. gone forever. So let's do uh Let's rock this West Ham preview and this, then we'll do the mailbag to finish off. Um, rattle off a bunch of West Ham stuff here. Um, <laughs> they're currently ninth in the league. They're 32 and two with 11 points. Um, they're leading their Europa League group right now, mm-hmm. um, which includes uh, Dinamo Zagreb, uh, Genk, and Vienna, Rapid Vienna. Um, right. And their most recent, I think they recently got a win 2 0 over Vienna. Um, mm-hmm. So cool, good for them. All right. Uh, recently, uh, also lost to Brentford 2-1. Before that, had a nice 2-1 win over Leeds, and then a 1-0 over United. Mm. That doesn't seem right. I don't think that's right. Was it 1-0? I feel like they Did lost. They... I don't think that's right. Actually, I feel like they I was lost gu- that. I was going to say, no, you're wrong. They lost. But then I started thinking about it some more. And I was like, well, maybe. No, they did win. It was 1-0. And it was a cup game. That's what it was. It was the flipping cup game. Because I was thinking about their earlier loss. Yeah, it was Carabao Cup. Two within three days. They lost 2-1 at home. And then the 1-0 in the Carabao. That's what I I was going to say. Like, I was like, I I have that round. And then I, I remembered, I didn't watch the cup game. But I watched mm. the the league game, which is why. Yeah. Here we go. You know what? We don't have to edit this out. Never, never, no. Awesome, awesome, very cool. Wait, excitement abounds. So yeah, <laughs> uh, and before, so before uh, they defeated United one nil, they uh, lost two one in the league. So there you go. So uh, West Ham is gonna. This West Ham is interesting. Um, I feel like they're a uh, really talented squad. Mm-hmm. Um, just I, I watched a decent amount of, of footage on them before doing the show, and um, they're actually I, I kind of like watching them. You know, yeah. Um, you know they have some talent, and I, they have some players I wish we had. Um, and I feel like they're a deeper team than we are. Um, mm. I, I I like our starting eleven when we're all healthy, Correct. but I don't think we're all gonna be throwing that no. up there. Um, but their uh, their possible lineup, I think uh, you could easily see uh, Fabianski, uh, Sufal, uh, Zuma, 
Ogbana, by the way, Zuma and Ogbana, um, both players that Everton, with whom has a history. Uh, Ogbana, uh, you know, really, really liked Martinez, but just went to uh, West Ham right. anyway. Uh, and of course, we know we, we all have wanted uh, Kurt Zuma for a while. Um, Cresswell rounds out the back. Then Suchek and Rice. Um, then uh, a player who, just the more I watch him, I love uh, Bowen. I, what, yeah, what an yeah. exciting little player. Same with Benrama. These are, I mean, they just have an exciting attack, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they do. Bernals and Antonio, who has is, who is played really well. He's just not, when you think, like, best strikers in the league, you don't think of him. But, you know, he continues to produce. Um, and they did just buy um, another familiar face, Vlasic, um, mm-hmm. who has, has gotten some minutes, uh, although I don't believe that he started against Brentford. Um, so, interesting team, man. No, yeah. I mean, I think on paper, there's a lot to really like about that West Ham team at every level on the pitch. I mean, you have Kurt Zuma at the back with Ogbonna, and I think that's a really good pairing. And, and Sufal on the right, a really good fullback. Cresswell is pretty decent, too. And then mm-hmm. that mid, that that deep line, too, of Suchek and Rice oh is gosh. incredible. Thomas Suchek has quickly grown into one of my favorite midfielders to watch in the entire league like because he's super industrial and he – He's worked so hard and he's always in the right places, especially from set pieces. He's super dangerous. And that's then, what I was thinking. <laughs> and then, yeah. I mean, up top, they are kind of spoiled for choice right now because Sidebin Rama and Jared Bowen have been playing pretty well. And Mikhail Antonio is continuing this insane form of his life from last year and the mm-hmm. end of the year before that. And then you add Vlasic on the bench and they have Manuel Lanzini on the bench. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's a good team, and I think David Moyes, for all the criticisms he's received and the really kind of poor perception he carried for a while after the Sunderland and you know all that, I think he's done really well there to really kind of pick them up because it looked like they were going to get relegated two years ago, at least people forget. And then here they are dominating the Europa League group stage and look to be a solidified top eight team right now, and I think that's really impressive considering. Yeah, I I have to, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to disagree with there at all. I don't think I have anything to disagree. I think all that was like, yeah, those are pretty much my thoughts. Um, It's you, me, same, you know? Uh, Yeah. I got to, you know, I, I really respect the fact that Moise is sort of, you know, put, put to, you know, he's in a situation where he's done really well with what he has and he's been building on it. I, not a lot of criticism for him. Um, uh, so um, possible lineup. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Our possible lineup. I I don't know who's going to be healthy. Question mark. It's so many question marks. Um, I think I don't. I don't know that Coleman's going to be back. I'd have no idea what's going on with Luca Dean because he sustained an injury for France. Yeah, hamstring. Um, uh, Richarlison has been back in training. DCL, I think, has been back in training. But are they going to be like fully like ready? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what well, what type of training they've been doing. 
by the timelines they gave on Richarlison and Calvert Lewin, you'd 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 hope that they would be ready. It Luca Dean, it, it looks like he might be out for a couple weeks at least, which is a hammer blow considering we loaned out our only other left back. Yeah. Oh, and we so sold maybe... the we sold the young talented one as well. So mm. um no, we, we didn't sell him. What was it? He left. He, yeah, he, he ended up at I don't think we sold him. We didn't sell some, him. He did some he just pieced out. Yeah, contract dispute, whatever. And good I mean, I think I, I, I got the vibe. He was just like, I want to go somewhere where I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going to play. And he yep. was not li- lined up to play. So No, at all. Um, anyway, so yeah, didn't really sell him, but we, we, we lost him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, so the back line this weekend could look like, uh, you know, obviously Pickford in there. Um, but it could look like Godfrey, Mina, Keen, and Luca Dean, or it could look like Holgate, Mina, Keen, and Godfrey, or it could look like Kenny, Mina, Keen, and Godfrey. Uh, I mean, it's there's any number of things <laughs> right. that we could do here, and, and I don't, I don't know the play, I, I don't. Um, yeah. I'm not, and I don't know who I if Godfrey has to shift to left back. I don't know who we, who we trust. I don't know who we're supposed to trust in that right back role, Holgate or Kenny. Um, I don't know yeah, what we do. Take your poison, right? Do you I, think I don't? You think we could end up running this? this is going to sound silly, but do you think we end up running like a three in the back so Kenny doesn't get so Kenny has help and Kenny can play the right, and then we play. Um, I just don't know. It's it's a really tough one because then Godfrey's finally been coming into form before the international break, and then all of a sudden you're asking him once again to play out of position, which he's done the majority of his time here. Yes, so he that's is. unfortunate. And I mean, Mina and Keen will probably be in there as a two, of course. So you're right when the question is between John Joe Kenny and Mason Holgate, what kind of system do you want to play? I mean, with John Joe Kenny, he needs help really badly. So. Yeah three at the back for sure and for Holgate he's not really the guy that's going to get forward and whipping crosses he likes to be you know kind of planted back there and so I don't I don't know it's it's tough because I think the system is completely different depending on whether he goes Holgate or Kenny yeah I think we are gonna I think we are gonna see Godfrey on the left Mm -hmm. and uh and just I mean he's not gonna be able to get forward very much he's not gonna be not gonna be a whole lot of creativity from that left side um, and I think it's really between Holgate and Kenny on the right. I, would you I, I, would you rather a sit in with Holgate and Godfrey as our fullbacks and a four, or would you rather try to play a five with Kenny as a more, you know, streamlined to the attack? Because I would honestly rather us just see a, just play a four because I think if we play a three with Kenny as a wing back, we're going to get picked apart and we'll lose. I I agree, and uh, I'll, I think we need more people moving forward as well if we mm-hmm. hope to be able to kind of create on the transition which is what we've been doing a lot of lately right we we just we're just going to need more bodies and the more bodies we have back um it's just not i i feel like we 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 only we should only be rolling three in the back unless it's like a straight up emergency and i'm not completely sure if we're there yet I agree. um so uh anyway yeah but the lack of depth. Um, Once again, getting exposed a little bit. I'll be very um, curious how we roll. I think we could end up seeing 
if these other folks are healthy though, Decore, Alan, Alan, uh, Townsend, Gray, Richarlison, and DCL. I think that's, yeah. if everybody's healthy the way they're supposed to be, I think that's the way the rest is going to shake out. Yeah, I agree. So, um, any other thoughts on this one besides, uh, besides slapping down your prediction? Um, don't be too defensive. Don't wait for them to come to us. I mean, I think that's worked for us several times. I think our counterattack's been pretty good, but I think, you know, at home you want to be the aggressor. And if we're going to be missing our, both of our starting fullbacks, I think you want to try to come out and hit them in the mouth early. So Decore is going to be the most important player on the pitch for us. And he's going to be central to everything we do as always. He will give us a chance to win if he plays well. Yeah. Um, He's just been so immense on transition. So immense. The license he's been given to get forward has, he looks completely different than he looked last year with the ability to get forward. He's, he's very good at it too. He's a great passer of the ball. He's pretty well too. He's a much more accomplished passer than I think I ever realized. I knew he could carry the ball forward with speed, like, you know, but I just didn't, I didn't know that he had a vision. He's got very good vision. There was oh, I mean, on that, some of the balls he plays, it's like he's been a ten his whole life. It's 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 insane. Yeah, the the idea of receiving that ball from uh, Damari Gray, you know, left, and he makes that cut across through mm. players and plays it to the right to Townsend. It was just uh, you you gotta number one, you gotta know he's there. So right, well done in training, but also right. being able to kind of weave through like that. Um, it's really, it's really nice. So yeah, I, I also am man crushing on Decore as well. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I feel like you can't have watched this team this, this year and not. Correct. You know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what's going to happen in the game? You going to give me a score. Oh, I feel like this one is really super dependent on what kind of lineup we can play. I think if Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison are healthy, I mean, I think we definitely have a chance to win. I don't know. So I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I think they have enough quality to get a point, and I think we do mm-hmm. too. And I think it's just going to be one of those little cagey. Mm-hmm. Good one, though. I wrote 1-1 one, one down, and then I changed it. I I, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to – I'm going to be positive. Mm. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm going to be positive. Uh, I'm going to say a 2-1. That would two, be huge. One. Yeah. I'm going to say 2-1. I it's just, it's just gut, you know? And I'm going to say see Richard, that for sure. I'm going to say Richarlison gets one, and, and I, I base it on nothing other than I think the guy is ready to play some more. Play some more. I think he's ready to mm. play, period. I agree. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else on this one? No, that's about it. I think we got it covered. All right. Mailbag. Mailbag. We got to do these quick because, uh, you know, life beckons. Right. Uh, but uh, Paul McAllister is our first question. He's one half of the brothers McAllister who uh, yeah, appear frequently on, on Toffee Blues. Uh, Paul is. Uh, uh, He's the younger brother, and he's a nice guy, big fan of Paul. Uh, he asks questions often. His question is, due to rumors, and it's the rumors of a uh, team possibly uh, interested in buying Gabamin, Jabamin. Mm. There's a lot of ways to say his name, and they're all correct, according to him. 
um, <laughs> due to those rumors. What are what are your thoughts on Gabamin? Uh, should we cut bait as soon as we can, or continue to be patient? Paul's opinion is: here's the door, sir. That's that's mm. that's what he's thinking. He would say, Jacob. What do you think about it? Oh, it's so frustrating because there's a player there, but you're just not sure you're ever going to get it, you know, and you're sitting and you're holding these wages and you paid, what, 20 million for him. And then he has been in the news recently. So there's that. So I, I think I could I could very well. I think it was Fenerbahce who were in for him, maybe rumored in January. Mm. If they offer us half of what we paid for him, I could definitely see us taking that. I wouldn't be opposed and I wouldn't be opposed to keeping him either. I think it's just one of those, whatever the club wants to do. I, I would be fine either way. I, uh, I don't want to sound pessimistic here. Positive to pessimistic. But most times when we are rumored to be linked and sending talent to Turkish teams, Turkish teams usually don't want to pay much. Correct. And for a player like him, I think they may be, if they're even interested at all, which this could be just pot stirring. Right. Uh, agent, uh, you know, generating interest. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I just don't think anybody's going to be willing to take a chance right now. Because no. I think I don't, I, it's not like he's not playing based on his talent. He's right. not playing because he's been hurt, you know, over and over and over again. And I think he makes yeah. his way into the rotation if he's healthy and, uh, you know, uh, preferably not, um, not on the, in the news. Agreed. For the wrong reasons. So uh, I, I think if we get a good offer, Paul, um, yeah. I think even his even his wages uh, are are saved money. I think he's a risk right now. Yes. He's a risk. Uh, I like him. I love what he could do for our team. The potential of him is is something we need. Mm -hmm. We really do. There's athleticism. There's toughness. There's physicality and size. Uh, he's a he's a he's a player we bought for a reason, and it's heartbreaking the fact that he hasn't been able to play much. He's been injured so much. In the most ridiculously creative ways, um, yeah. I, and I, but I, I, I personally would want a fee for him. I don't want to just give him to somebody. Uh, so, so Paul, I, I'm not going to sit say cut bait as soon as we can. Uh, but if we are offered a a a some sort of fee for him, then then yes, that's what I'll say. All right, all right, next. Now, a moment with Bowsy Talkie Tits. Aaron Free has sent in this question, uh, or, or series of questions. Um, we discussed this a little bit. Jake Holton and I discussed this a little bit last week, but what are the chances of Rafa leaving for, <laughs> for blood money Saudi tune army? Oh, boy. Yeah. Well <laughs> Aaron, there you go. Aaron, uh, if you were worried about whether or not Aaron Free would be pulling punches, rest assured he has uh, <laughs> pulled all the punches and put them right back in your face. So yeah, uh, 
he's pulled them back and then we put them out there again. Um, so I don't think he's leaving. I don't no. think there's I don't think there's no. high chances of him going there. I think I've um, seen that he said he's not gonna leave already, but yeah. So I don't think yeah. the chances are high, Aaron. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I last week that. either. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't very ruffled when I heard those rumors. Oh, the thought crossed my mind for sure. Yeah, it crossed it crossed my mind, but it didn't ruffle me. I was it was just kind of like me, you know. Right. Um, right. So you know, uh, we're playing well though, so I don't want to sit there and appear as though Rafa's not doing a good job. He is right. doing a very good job. So there was just a part of me that was just like, nah, I, I, I can't I can't explain that at all. But yeah, but now I, yeah. <laughs> So I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. So um, next, where do you see us finishing after the start we've had, Jacob? Oh, eternal optimism every season. I'll say seven, 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 and it'll happen this time. Seven's the number here. Seven, yes. seven. Seven. seven, 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 seven. Seven little chipmunks twirling on a branch, eating lots of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. You know oh, that boy. old child's tale from the sea. Yeah, that's another something. I, I can't help it. I just every once in a while. And uh, and also the key number here is seven because it's the movie you're supposed to watch, Jacob. I'm on so, it. So seventh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say sixth. Wow. I'm gonna say sixth. I'm gonna say sixth. Even though wow. even though our lack of squad depth. But you know what? Rafa's kind of scrounging around some points, even when we're mm-hmm. looking really thin. So but again, it's such early days. Such early. I'd be, I context. I'd be, I'd be very happy with seventh as well. Hmm. That that would put us in the uh, conference league. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yes, it would. I mean, maybe maybe playing against the Fusion U twenty threes over here. Uh, you, you know how I felt about the conference league. We won't do it again. But you know how I feel. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Favorite and current U.S. national team player, U.S. men's national team player. So let's go favorite all time and then favorite current. Oh, favorite all time is easy. Tim Howard for sure. Okay. And then current, there's a ton of good ones right now. Um, I would have to venture for Eunice Musa. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good one. It's a really good one fantastic soccer player i like him a lot oh he has he has the potential to be the best talent in this entire pool i like him Uh, i was just talking to my family about him actually before Mm. coming on we were watching the game yeah and i was like you see that kid right there he's fantastic and you should watch him for a little while (laughs) yeah uh what a player um i'm trying to think so this is a silly answer because I feel like I'm mm. supposed to say Tim Howard or I'm supposed to say Landon Donovan or I'm supposed to say Brian McBride or one of these players that played for Everton. Mm. But I really, really liked Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey really is my number two. That's a, a great I TV just, personality. I just, I just freaking love him. He just mm-hmm. doesn't take any shit. I mean, he was bold. He was the first U.S. player I saw that would sit there and space a defender and just go, tell you what, I'm going to do like eight skill moves and I'm going to go around you. 
and, and let's see what happens. I hope it works out for you. You know, it just, right. I, I, right. I, I love him. It just, it was, it was nice to see a U.S. player not look soft. Right. You know, and, and not look like they were just deferring, you mm-hmm. know, by, by playing safe. He had a swagger and a confidence that I admired. Uh, I, yeah. So I, I gotta say, uh, it feels, feels like sacrilege, but I like that. Dempsey. Yeah. That's a great answer. I have no qualms. Uh, current. I, I'm absolutely brain farting on the kid's name right now. It's ridiculous because he's, I, I talk about him all the freaking time. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I have been watching Brendan Aronson for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he was on uh, Philadelphia, I, I really, I've just always admired the way the Philadelphia Union play uh, and how they do, how they do things. I love when I've seen their academy teams play. I, I thought they, they do good work there. Uh, they get, they really do a good job of reaching out to the many different communities in right. their area. And I just, just freaking admire them. You know, it's one of those things where I was like, gosh, I wish Philadelphia Union was close. <laughs> close by for my kids mm-hmm. you know right um and maybe i'll say the same thing about charlotte fc because maybe they'll be maybe they'll be badass but uh yeah. but um but yeah so i, I gotta say brendan aronson he's uh rb uh rb salzburg mm-hmm. yeah went there last year uh and has played really well he's got a lot of playing time and it, he's you gotta realize i've got two kids who are center center mids attacking mm-hmm. center mids Right. So I'm immediately like, boys, look at this creative player. Look at mm-hmm. how he can sit there and create chances out of nothing. Um, I don't think he's a Premier League player, by the way. I think, uh, I, I just don't think he's, I don't know if he's ever going to have the physicality or the build for mm-hmm. it. I think what you'll end up seeing him do is move from uh, Salzburg to Bundesliga. Um, and I think he'll probably stick it out there. If he goes to Premier League, I just don't know if it's going to be a successful thing. Um, I mean, he just feels a lot more like a 10 than a Pulisic does. You know what I mean? Pulisic I is more, more of a wide forward. Um, mm-hmm. he, he maybe has a little more in common with Gio Reyna. Oh, good comp. There you go. Yeah, they're both. Mm-hmm. And I love both those players. Oh, yeah. There's so many great talents right now. We're spoiled for choice. <laughs> agreed. Absolutely agreed. Um, so moving on, uh, uh, Aaron's last question, will there ever be a boy born that can swim faster than a shark? And uh, I, I'm just going to say, uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think you overestimate the speed of some of those fat ass sharks that are out there. Right, right, exactly. You know what I mean? There's some just fat, slow sharks. Just saying, you know, no what's that? Is that one of the deep blue, the big famous great white that has a big old belly? Man, that thing ain't going anywhere. It just <laughs> gnaws on whale carcasses. Slow. Slow. Just saying. Just saying. Michael Phelps, school that fool. The Thorpedo, school that fool. Going <laughs> backwards. Mm. Just saying. So, yeah, there's that. Next. Aaron, to round it out, though, just just throwing this out there, but um, he did. Uh, I I to let people know that 
it didn't have to be uh, a, a, a question. It could be a, a statement of some sort. And Aaron was able to let me know uh, that he is colorblind, has webbed toes, a height deficiency, and he can shove his whole pinky up his nose. So I, I think uh, it's about time we discussed that. Uh, <laughs> You know, we're having a lot of firsts on the show this evening. Right. Um, we, we know that Jacob is not into pee. And mm -hmm. Aaron, okay, just saying, right? <laughs> Good things for all. I also wanted to say really quick, um, somebody did respond. Uh, Toffees and Change did respond to Aaron's asking uh, his favorite player was Dempsey as well. And his current favorite is either Reyna or Jedi or Anthony Robinson. But he also likes uh, uh, Peppy. Um, mm. So, yeah, just throwing that out there that we had an additional person answer the question. It wasn't us. And I just want to give back to him. Also, uh, a friend of mine responded to the fact that we have, we're have we playing West Ham this weekend. And he said that's his low-key game of the weekend. Um, and he's mm. a red. He's a red. So oh. Oh. he's basically saying, hey, I think it's going to be a cool game. And I he's agree. a red. So I agree, too. I really do. Um, lastly... Um, Toffee Blues John has asked, "What's your favorite and least favorite Simpsons characters?" Oh, that might be my favorite question of the whole show so far. Really good one. That is a thinker. Um, favorite, favorite, favorite. Oh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? I'm losing it. The oh, Superintendent Chalmers real real low-key kind of guy love superintendent chalmers absolute favorite character and he is on the end of so much bs superintendent chalmers least favorite i'm i'm, I'm gonna have to say ralph wiggum I know he's a funny, he's a funny little kid, but also it makes you just want to punch him and watch him roll down the hill some more. The doctor said my nose would keep bleeding <laughs> if I just keep my finger out of there. Oh, he's <gasps> such a punchable person, you know, for a child, you, a small you child. Chew, chew, chews me. <laughs> and it's got a picture of a train on it. <laughs> oh, no. I love that. Oh, oh man, oh, that's oh! I didn't expect that. Okay, all right. So, so here's the deal. My favorite, the first one I thought of, was actually not a recurring character. It was like a one episode oh, yeah? character. Well, yeah, I, I really love the character played by Albert Brooks. He was like the super villain named Scorpio. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Freaking love that guy. It is. <laughs> So, but I feel like that's cheating a little bit because it's a one-time character, you know? Um, so maybe I thought maybe I should go with one that's more recurring. Um, and uh, I, I, I do really, really like comic book guy. Oh, really. comic book guy was the first name that popped into my head. Hilarious. Absolutely oh. hilarious. Yeah, so... Love comic book guy as well. My least favorite. Um, I got to be honest. I feel like uh, Lisa is an easy answer. 
because she's one of the least funny because she's sort of the straight character, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I'm not going to say that because my wife freaking loves Lisa. Oh. Loves her. Yeah. There's a thing my there, man. some sort of bizarre thing where she identifies with Lisa and now I can't <laughs> say anything against her, you know? Um, uh, but my, my least favorite, okay. I should catch crap for this. I'm going to. Mm. I'm not a fan of Snake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's it's like a, a, a one, a, a, you know, like the same joke over and Thank over. You. Exactly. But it's for 33 seasons. It's like, hey, I stole something. I committed crimes. I'll have a wise crack about it. But see, for for context on the Chalmers thing, because that might be the weirdest favorite Simpsons character answer of all it, time. It is very weird, but I was I was and, totally riding with you on this on this journey. And it's just two thoughts on that. One, the every time he yells Skinner, I think I don't know why it just it just connects to me on a level that makes me laugh hilariously. And then secondly. They just did an episode where him and Skinner go on this cross-country road trip and have this like buddy comedy bromance formation. And it's one of, it's now one of my all-time favorite episodes. So I have That's a deep true. appreciation for Chalmers as a as an underrated top-tier character. And I'm sticking with it. I will uh, and I will give an honorable mention to Duffman. Duffman. <laughs> Duffman's pension has been mismanaged. I, what? what? <laughs> all right. So, oh, so no. all right. So, uh, not almost done here. William Shatner got blasted in space today. Name one celebrity or footballer you wouldn't want to be lost in space with. A footballer, I wouldn't want to get lost in or, space. Or a celebrity. Or a celebrity. Doesn't have to be a footballer. Oh. I'm going to go footballer and I'm going to say Fabian Duff because the stars would shine off his big bald head and it would, you know, be bright. Oh. Sunglasses in space. <laughs> so many things to mock him with and you went for the head. Ouch. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say this. This is not political in any way. It's just because I think he's like the anti-me and personality in life oh, in general it I, i'm it's not political it's trump man it's trump. <laughs> oh I, imagine being stuck with trump in space see, that's, that's what i mean you know what i mean oh. it's just uh, you know he he would feel the need to talk Constantly. like at all you know what i mean and i'm just like i don't know man i just have this image of him like just eating Chef Boyardee out of the can. It just, I, I don't know. It just screws Just with like me. doing somersaults through the zero gravity app. <laughs> oh, I just couldn't. Answer. I just couldn't, man. I couldn't. He'd be sitting there telling me all the crap that he thought, thinks that he invented on the ship. Like I had the idea for that. You know, shut up. You did not. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's not political. So please, people, <sighs> do not inundate me with that's a no, no. I just I've always found him to be an annoying person. Same. Um, lastly, give me one unpopular Everton opinion to round it off. Finish one it. One unpopular Everton opinion. 
the move away from Goodison Park. Much needed, probably 10 years late. And that hurts me to say, because mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best grounds in the world, mm-hmm. personally. I think, it, I think it has needed to happen for a while, though. For a lot of reasons. Yeah, I get it. I, I've never, a, a huge asterisk, I've never been. So I don't really even have the right to have that opinion. But it just seems to me like the away experience at Goodison is really bad. A lot of people can't see, which mm-hmm. is rough. And a lot of the seats seem to be older. It, it just seems like it's, you know, it, it's time, you know? So questions from me here, because yeah. I find this fascinating. I'm not even completely sure it's an unpopular opinion, by the way, what, what, what you're saying here. Because I don't know if a stadium move was really possible for Everton, like I think before. So it's, I don't know if they were See, that's holding the onto it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I, I, I agree with you in, in that I don't think it was financially possible before. So it wasn't even really a thing they ever talked about. But I think once they got the money in, you know, and how mm-hmm. quickly they've moved to do that, I think it shows that it was something that needed to be done maybe. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I will fully take the hits on that for all the angry people I don't think you will, though. I don't think you'll, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think they'll, they'll probably back up the, the experience of being there because oh, yeah, being a home fan probably kicks ass. Oh, okay. you know? I mean, because it's beautiful and the atmosphere is incredible. And as far as old fashioned football grounds go, Goodison Park is the idea of that. It's an absolutely incredible place to play soccer and we'll miss it when it's gone for sure. Problem is, we just need more money. Club Correct. needs more money. Yeah, you know, it's and just the way it is. More seats, more tickets, more stuff yep. to do at the match, and it's all more money. Yep. All of it's all of it's going to drive us to where we want to be. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I get that. I don't I yeah, I don't think that's super unpopular. I think it's the sentiment that that could that could prove potentially unpopular. But yeah, Agreed. man. Yeah. So I think it's a fair statement. I think it's it's bold, but not too bold. It is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like right. that. You know, it's a, it's a, hold on. What's your major, Jacob? Oh, uh, what's your major? Political science. Interesting. <laughs> Political science. <laughs> History you, minor. You, me, you, me. with your, uh, fascinating. All right. So, um, I, I had trouble because I've had lots of unpop, unpopular uh, Everton opinions in the past. I'm trying to remember them now because I feel like there's a lot of, there's a decent amount of unity mm. that's happening right now right. Um, because the team's playing fairly well. Um, I was trying to think of something that uh, is unpopular though, because I was thinking, well, I wish we hadn't s- sold Vlasic. You know? Oh, I agree though. That's I the that's thing. Really popular. I, you know what I mean? I don't think it's I don't think it's too like a super unpopular opinion. I um, the craziest thought in my brain. Oh, that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. Um I'm trying to think of a good unpopular 
opinion. It's usually players that I like that everybody else is really willing to just sell. Like every, everybody else is kind of like, no, screw them. So, I mean, because I'm having some trouble here. There was a time during Sam Allardyce's tenure where I didn't hate Sam Allardyce. That's a tough sell. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. No, that's the thing, because I, I dislike him intensely now. Um, but there were times where it seemed like he was changing things and trying to solve problems with what we had. And I found it refreshing because we just had people ramming their head against the wall, doing the same crap over and over again. And I was kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I admire the fact that he's, you know, trying to d go with simple solutions, you know, and for a little while, I mean, and to be honest with you, points tally was not bad, but the no. way in which we got it was so nauseating. And that freaking arsenal drubbing where we rolled like three in the back and it was just the worst. It was one of the worst Everton games I've ever seen. Yes, ever. I remember. And mm -hmm. that was when any positive vibes for Allardyce went out the window for me. But, um, but there was time where I didn't hate him. You know, I can almost see where you're coming from because his pragmatism was, it was refreshing the word yeah. you used in a lot of ways, but I think I think a recency bias will haunt a lot of people on this, but I think if you if you give Sam Allardyce the team that Carlo Ancelotti had last season, he could get tenth with that team, and, and and nobody on this earth can tell me that the style of soccer that Carlo Ancelotti played last season was any better than Sam Allardyce's was. It wasn't. It was death death football is what it was. It was. Well, you're just taking my unpopular opinion. And just running, my man. <laughs> no, see, but I, see, I think you're, I think you're right in that respect, though, because I don't think Sam Allardyce even did bad. I think he did pretty well. I think the transfer decisions we made with him were some of the worst a football club could ever yeah. make, though. Yeah, I agree. I, I would, I would agree. There was some, there was some rough ones there, um, mm -hmm. and I even referred to him as a pragmatist when I started seeing what he was doing, right. um, and I remember like Terry on, on the. On our recording, Terry gave me shit. He was because I mentioned that I called, I referred to, I think, and maybe it was Ancelotti as in, in a similar fashion. And he was like, Yeah, but you said Allardyce was too. I'm like, Yeah, but they, you know, he can be a better one. <laughs> there's different, there's different types. You don't, everyone can, right. you can have five pragmatists in a room and, you know, all of them be varying degrees of effective at it. You know what I mean? Right. So, so yeah, but, um, I sort of feel like what the the teams the the coaches we've had recently have all fit under that mold. They've all kind right. of been kind of like, hey, we're problem solvers. We're doing whatever we need to with what we have, and we're not doing it with a system. Um, because our system coaches we had before did not work. I was about to say, I think Rafa fits the pragmatist bill pretty well too. Agreed. And then if you look at the non-pragmatist, Marco Silva. How, how are you, you know, the, yeah. the worst manager we might have had this whole century. I mean, yeah. no business ever being near Everton. So, None. so, yeah, that was, so yeah, that's my, that's my unpopular opinion. There was a time, 
a bit of time where I didn't hate, didn't hate the Sam Allardyce tenure. So, that's, yeah. and, and it feels, and it, it, I'd love to say admitting it out loud feels good. It doesn't feel dirty. dirty. I feel like I need a shower. Saying, saying we need to, we need to move from Goodison Park makes me feel dirty too. Yeah. See, I get that because it feels like sacrilege. It does. And it, it, it really feels like sacrificing your God. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're, it's like tearing down your church, you know? Oh, yeah. And the clock's racing. So I'm getting over there before we move. I'll be yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I have things cooking. We'll see. But things, that's all I'll say for now. Things are right. cooking. I don't know if we'll be able to eat it, but things are cooking. It's in the oven. Don't yes. burn it. Hope I won't. All right. So, Jacob, we're done, man. That's the end Sweet. of the show. You have, you've survived another one with me, dude. Um, so any uh, any shout outs we need to we need to throw up to everybody? Anything anything we need to uh, plug for you? Hi. Just follow my Twitter. That's what I do the most stuff. That's where all my fun soccer content is. I scream into the void occasionally and go check out the Red Wolves sometime if you live in the greater Tennessee area for some reason. If not, follow them on Twitter. You'll probably see me doing some admining over there. Awesome. Okay. So, very cool. Uh, so, for all the rest of you folks out there, I'll do I'll do my plugging now. Uh, if you're digging what you're hearing and or seeing, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel and or podcast. Uh, please uh, follow the Toffee Blues on Oh, uh, let's see here. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok. I, I don't know. All the things that exist. Mammoth, uh, flipping parlor. I don't even know what we have going <laughs> on anymore. Uh, <laughs> MySpace. It's, it's what, whatever the kids are doing nowadays. Uh, so fo follow, follow us on the social medias. Um, and also check out the Toffee Blues website. It's been re receiving a facelift recently. Thanks to Toffee Blues, John. So good things abound there. Uh, very cool content, all things there, all things Everton. Uh, good folks that we know that actually will speak to me uh, and, and about oh, yeah. Everton and not embarrass me. Great group, guys. We have. Yeah, they're cool. So I think that's it. Much love. Uh, Jacob, thanks. Thanks, bud. It's really good to see you. Good to talk to you. Thanks for coming. As on. always, good to talk to you, too. All right, everybody else out there, Sunday comes quickly. Uh, let us let us grab the three, and uh, you know, then go drink. Do this thing. Yeah. All right, everybody, take care. Much love to you. Have a good one. Bye.